0: Welcome to the Principal Podcast Party. This is episode 16, I got the job, now what? Hi, school leaders, and welcome to the Principal Podcast Party, hosted by your very own P3 team.
1: We believe that every school deserves a dynamic principal who fights mediocrity and empowers those around them every single day.
0: I'm Keith Greiser.
1: And I'm Allison Gregory. And it's time to get this party started. All right, what's up, P3 community? It is Allison and Keith coming your way with episode 16. How are you, Keith?
0: Hey, I'm doing great. It's a great day to be a principal and I cannot wait to get into this conversation about, I got the job. Now what? It's going to be awesome.
1: We had a lot of good feedback off episode 15. We've done a little bit of a makeover and episode 15 was all about how to get the job. And now we're going to talk about, Hey, you've got that principal seat, the principal job. Now what? So um definitely, an exciting time, summer for hiring and schools are, are choosing great rock star leaders and, and no matter how prepared you are, if you haven't sat in the seat, you don't know until you know, right? Um, so, Keith, I was looking for quotes around this and, and a quote that really stuck out to me by Diane Feinstein is 90% of leadership is the ability to communicate something people want or want to achieve. What do you think yeah, about that's
0: that? A, that's a great quote. And I think that uh, she is correct in her assumption there. And I think that as we get into these principal seats and you know, the, the very first one, when you go into that office for the first time and sit down and like, okay, now what do I do? I mean, that's an overwhelming experience, but I tell you what, even in my second position, uh, when I went to be the principal at Paris Elementary, um, I have that same feeling. So it's not just mm-hmm. for new principals, just going to a new place and trying to figure out how you're going to um, shape and articulate your vision um, mm-hmm. and, and make sure that it is what the school community really wants and desires to do as well. And those things have to mold together. And that's, that's a challenging thing to do. And so, uh, yeah, I would say that uh, the ability to communicate something people want or want to achieve starts with listening. And mm-hmm. so my first, one of the very first things that I decided to do at both places where I was principal was to have 15 to 20 minute meetings with everybody on the staff who wanted to meet. Now I made mine voluntary. I, I okay. put out the invitation, here it is, but it was the summer when I got the position. And so it wasn't people's you know, work day, this was on their time. And so it right. was totally up to them if they wanted to come or not. I was available in person and I had slots for them to sign up for. I was available online and by a phone call if they wanted to do it that way. So they could meet with me from whatever beach they were, they were soaking up the sun at. Um, but I was able to listen to uh, those folks and, and just for 15 or 20 minutes. And I asked them a couple of very basic questions. One thing, what do you like the most about working here at this school? And one, uh, a couple of things that maybe we don't need to change at all. We may need to make sure these things stay in place. Um, and then maybe one or two things that could be improved upon. And then my last question was, how can I support you best as your principal? Because I want you to grow and for me to help you grow, I have to be willing to, uh, listen to what your needs are and we work together on those things. So that, that was yep. my first step. And so I, I, I'd love and to I, hear yours.
1: Well, I do. I, I'm the same. I, I had the 15 to 20 minute meetings as well. Um, And I think one thing that the people that you're leading, one of their fears going in is what is he or she going to do? Like, what is this person going to make us do? Are they going to change everything? Are they going to not? And so a lot of the purpose of those meetings is to build trust. We know that nothing happens without a relationship and and trust involved. And so I saw it um, as an opportunity for them to get to know me better and me know them. So where you said, how can I support you best? We did at the end, I did talk about like, here's some of my non-negotiables, this is what I expect of you. And then I also gave them that opportunity to tell me what they expected. So it wasn't a secret going in. Um, And so if you're going to lay those out as well, it doesn't need to be a list of 15 things, right? Um, So I think as a principal, before you sit down with those meetings, you do need to think what, what are my, you know, what, what do I expect of teachers, just bare minimum, what am I expecting? And so if you could create that list of three to five things, five is a lot, by the way. um, But I think that would help drive too. But I like how you let them talk first. Like it really is just gathering that data. Don't you agree of being able to say, okay, after I've listened to everyone, here's where I need to go with this, um, with our plan of action or um, our needs. Let me ask you this. Did you, uh, you said everybody, does that include custodians, cafeteria staff?
0: Yeah, for me, it did. I, I let everybody who uh, was willing to come in um, or, or call or whatever, they had an opportunity to, to sign up to come in and, and share their views. And, and I did have a couple of, especially the paraeducators, Mm-hmm. Uh, were very responsive and wanted to share uh, and wanted to meet me. I mean, that was, that was kind of the, their motivation. They wanted to meet me and see what I was all about. But the, they also had lots of things to share and great insights from a different perspective about the culture of the school, especially, and how that could be uh, improved and, and things, that, things that were going well from their perspective. So it was great to hear from, from folks who were in staff roles rather than just the faculty.
1: Yes. Super important. And sometimes those 15 to 20 minutes, like with my cafe manager, when I went to the elementary as a principal, I had never been at the elementary level in leadership. Um, She walked me through, what does lunch look like? Mm -hmm. What does breakfast look like? Where do you need my help? So definitely um, if you're listening to us, access our um, leader's guide that's attached to this episode, because we will give you samples of what Keith and I used just as um, an example that you can build from in your 20 minute meetings, because out of those 20 minute meetings, we know new principles, Keith, you and I've lived this. You don't sleep for that first month. Things are going through your mind. Right. And so that's number one, meet with your people, communicate with your people. What do they want? That's our um, goal as a leader is to figure out how to facilitate the, um, them reaching their goals, how to support them reaching their goals. So what would be a number two, maybe what would be the next thing you would encourage a new principal to do key?
0: Well, can I jump back to number one first? Yes. I'm not, the, yes. The, uh, one of the things that I was frustrated by as a principal was that my supervisors would often say, just go for the low hanging fruit. Or you would hear this term of "go for the low-hanging fruit," and but nobody could ever define what the low-hanging fruit was, <laughs> and so I was always in search of this mythical low-hanging fruit that was supposed to be out there that I could go and and uh, take advantage of and make uh, quick quick improvements in in the schools. And what I found was the twenty-minute meetings revealed what the low-hanging fruit was because there's not a a singular thing that anybody can say that is a supervisor or, uh, some kind of outside mentor to
1: mm-hmm. find the
0: low hanging fruit. You've got to get in there and see what the needs are. And so one of the things that I, and I may have mentioned this in the last podcast, but my people asked for better communication about what is happening in the building and what's coming up and all this kind of stuff. And, um, I used a, a living calendar. I worked with um, you know, Kentucky Go Digital crew and, and we, we ended up recording some video casts about how to create a living calendar. Uh, Heather Worrell and I did. Um, and it's invaluable because it was allowing people to see what was coming up. I was not the only one in control of the, of the knowledge. If they had something that was happening at their grade level, they could add it to the calendar themselves. Everybody had access to edit it. Everybody could see what was going on. You could put links in there. It was good stuff. But that was something that I gathered from these 20-minute 20 20 minute meetings. People didn't know what was happening in the building or what was coming up. And I was able to address that quickly. There are lots of ways that we have to gather data at, right up front at the beginning when you get a new position. And that's this is one of the ways. The 20-minute meetings is one of the ways that you can gather data um, to make these quick improvements that folks like to call low hanging fruit. Mm -hmm.
1: And it's going to be different in every school.
0: Yes. What that
1: is. And, and like you said, supervisors can't really tell you that, but the people Mm -hmm. will, and, and you'll identify that through those meetings. That's really good. Really good. All right. So I've identified the low hanging fruit, maybe a couple of things that I want to adjust or improve to make teachers and staff members' lives easier in the schoolhouse. Now what?
0: Well, I think the second one for me, as I was making my notes for this podcast, was um, to find a tribe, to Mm -hmm. find a mentor, find a tribe, find a connection point that fills your bucket. Because as the principal, you often feel alone. You often feel like you are on an island by yourself, You know, you'll have your administrative team that's there at the school, um, but it's still, when they say they, they're referring to you a lot of the time as the principal, as the one that's making that decision that impacts their workplace and their school. Um, And, and you, you know, it's great to have a team and hopefully your administrative team works together well and you can trust each other and you have each other's backs and you're able to really, you know, avoid yes people and, and get people on your team that really will give you authentic feedback to help the place grow. Um, but you may have to go out of that. For me, there were a couple of different things that I was able to connect with. I've mentioned UK NextGen several times, but that was one of the places where like-minded people of, of the way that we feel like education should be done. I was able to meet folks there who I continuously connect with and they fill my bucket. Times when I'm empty and I need a reminder of why, you know, a refocus on my why, um, that group of people is who I often reach out to. There's a group called What School Could Be Online community that that I connect with. Within the Twitter range, there are lots of different options. You know, there's a KY admin group that uh, is started back up now, and you can make some connections that way. I mentioned the Kentucky Go Digital group just a few minutes ago, um, very innovative group about how uh, online tools can help. And so those are the groups that I connected with. Mm -hmm. And then I, I think it's important that we also find a mentor and that we can connect with that has been in the seat for a little while and that you can go to. And if you don't have a person that is within your district that you feel like you can reach out to and, and um, team up with and, and bounce ideas off of safely, connect with us as P3 team. And we, we will either serve as in that role or we can help hook you up with that, um, a person who has um, been active within our group, and we would be glad to, to set that up for you. Another good opportunity is to join the professional organizations. KSA is a great way to be connected to other administrators as well as your local co-ops. And so all of those options, I'm not saying you go out and do all of those things right at the beginning, <laughs> but find your tribe, find the people who you can go to when you need help and when you need to be, have your bucket filled. What about you, Allison?
1: Um, I'm very much a Twitter girl. Um, my first head principal job was an elementary principal and I was a high school teacher and administrator. And so I went to Twitter immediately. And what I like about Twitter is I think sometimes we can find ourselves to our district and there's nothing wrong with mentors within your district. In fact, I think that's important. But I also wanted to stretch as a leader. And I wanted to know what other people were doing, not just in Kentucky even. And so that's what I really liked about Twitter is I could connect with an elementary principal in New Hampshire, in Florida, and gain ideas through that. I think the one that you haven't mentioned that I will um, say is my networking piece is a podcast. Mm -hmm. I've gained lots of connections and people to follow and I've learned a lot through podcasts. Um, Reimagine Learning is one by Dr. Goins, Georgetown College. Um, Kids deserve it. Uh, They had a podcast for a long time I listened to as well. So for me, it is don't just go one place. Don't just have one mentor, have many mm-hmm. um, that you're gaining ideas from. And that's what I'll say, and I'm, I'm going to push it. That's what this P3 community did for me as a principal. It connected me to other Kentucky principals across the state that I otherwise would not know. Um, go to your conferences. So not only do you need to be a member of KSA, but I would tell you to go to summer conference and meet people, branch out from your district and meet other principals. So that is absolutely key. Yeah, that's
0: great. Good stuff.
1: All right. So I've connected. I'm on P3's mailing list. I'm listening to their principal party podcast. I've had my one-on-one meetings. Let's just leave our listeners with one more thing. What would be one more thing that you would say is a quick win, a way um, for them to step into this principal role?
0: Well, I think the third one, as I was jotting down my ideas for what we needed to share on this one, it may not be as fun as the other two, um, but I don't think it can be neglected. and that is. The all the required stuff, making sure that we are ready to go as far as leading a site-based decision-making council. And that's something that a lot of folks have never done before. It's new to them. And so, you know, reading up on Robert's Rules and of Order and all of those kinds of things that you have to be aware of as you get ready to go uh, into this principal chair and do some things that are outside of just being an instructional leader because they're mm-hmm. required. You know, we talk about now about it, like everybody needs to be an instructional leader, that needs to be the main focus. And that's absolutely true. But there are other requirements within the job that we have to be aware of that are outside of helping teachers grow. And so uh, I, I think that's an important piece. And that was number three. A couple that I would mention, I would definitely say, um, I've created something that's called the principal calendar. It's on our website. Mm-hmm. We'll put a link to it in the, of the, the notes, the learner's guide for this episode. Um, but it will have things each month that you need to make sure that you're ready to do. And, and there's more on there than you could ever get done in a month. And so you need mm-hmm. to really be able to use it as a, here are the breadth of things that I could spend my time doing this month. And I'm going right. to focus in on these, these few things. Um, it has things like a safety audit for your building, mm-hmm. and that's a great thing to be doing in the summer to make sure that you have the right posters posted for um, you know, OSHA and all those kind of uh, workers, workers' requirement laws that have to be posted in your break room or in a prominent place. Um, and all the other things about your building that need to be in place that that safety audit is actually from the department of justice and so yes you go in there and (laughs) if somebody comes to your school that is the document they're using to audit your building and so to have that up front and make sure that you have all that in place is good of course right now it's hiring Allison mentioned that earlier in the podcast and making sure that you know What What is your policy? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are the SVDM policies and bylaws that pertain to hiring process? And And, some people
1: uh, don't know that Key. So that's why I'm saying, like, when you immediately get that job, you're gonna print out those policies or go mm -hmm. online and read because every school could have different policies. Like we're required to have a curriculum policy or a a hiring, but everybody can have a different one as long as it um meets the requirements of law. So it's definitely so important Mm -hmm. to do that, to make sure that you're following what your policies state. I would also say besides your SBDM bylaws and policies, um, Red Book training is a must do for every principal. Um, That's your finance. And while you guys know as listeners and Keith, you know, like instructional leadership is my jam. Like, Mm But I'm going to lose my job based on Mm -hmm. a bad financial decision or lack of decision or something not getting signed or spending that's incorrect, um, as well as SBDM that keeps you within the law. So while it's number three on our list, Keith, it's probably the top thing that principals need to do when they get that job is uh, be well versed on what their policies and bylaws are in their school for sure.
0: Yeah, I think that we we both are readers and have mm. books that we would love to recommend. And we we're talking about we may do a bonus podcast with some book recommendations. But the first thing you need to read are the SBDM policies <laughs> and bylaws. That needs to be uh, very, very high on the list of one of the very first things that you do so that you know what what is in place at the moment. And you also will gain from that you know, what, what's in there that needs to be changed. And Mm -hmm. because it takes a few months, you have to have a first reading and a second reading and then take action on that. So it takes a few months to be able to change something within those bylaws, but, um, you know, not knowing about it until you're halfway through your first year is not, is not when you want to do that. You want to get that knowledge upfront so that Mm -hmm. you can do those reviews and make changes as needed. So yeah, important stuff that uh, that you need to you you need to make sure that you're getting done right off the bat
1: for sure for sure so other things just add-ons if we were to say okay you've done these three like let's say that you were um, a teacher on a site base and you've been hired within your school so you've done those things um, already or you're familiar with those things give us just a couple more add-ons um that you would say you would need to do as a principal in the summer months. And and I would say one thing we might want to do a summer office hours um, this summer with our principals is definitely look at your data. Mm-hmm. Um, take the time to look at some of your data. And it doesn't just mean your Kentucky Summative Assessment because we won't have those results yet. But But what is the data telling you? Um. what is my school doing with the data when they, you know, what are the tests that are given? Are we a star school? Are we giving the MAP assessment? Are we iReady? Um, if you've got some extra time and you're already part of that school community, I, w- I would think that's really important.
0: Definitely. So I had on on the top of my list, what data are you gathering and how are you gathering it as a question mm-hmm. to ask you, Alice, and I think that that's, mm-hmm. that probably does need to be its own podcast because, <laughs> um, you know, MAP and iReady can, can give you so much information about, about your school, but it, just as well, I mean, if you have common assessments to be able to take a look at those and see what's, what your school is using as far as those common assessments and how you're using that data. A couple of other things that I have on the June calendar that has not been released yet, Class lists. How does your how is your school doing? Class lists, especially if you're elementary level, do you do parent requests? Do you not? Sometimes that's in the the site based bylaws. If if you have to do mm-hmm. class uh, parent requests or not, um, and summer school use and making sure that you understand how your building is being utilized and and um, throughout the year, um, most of most of the hires are on July one, and so that's a new fiscal year and so budgeting is something that has to be done uh, if it hasn't already been completed Um, and so those are a couple of things and then master schedule if that isn't already completed and that's something that you're having to do as a new principal um, it it can be a bear and so I would uh, suggest that you take a look at how the old schedule has been and that may be a part of your 20 minute meetings that sure. you're, When you're talking to people about, hey, what's our master schedule and how is that working for you and what things could be improved? Um, if it's already set for the year, uh, that's one thing. But if, if the person before you left without having the master set schedule set, that might be something you have to uh, address. And you definitely don't want to do that in a silo. You want to have a lot of voices at the table as you're making those decisions. So those are a couple mm-hmm. of little throw in add-ons. hmm
1: Okay, so another thing I would encourage you to do, your professional development for the summer is probably already going to be set, or at least most of it will be set already, so you're not going to have those choices, but I would encourage you, no matter what level you're at, at the elementary level, I had a lead team that was lead teachers and my counselor, at the high school level, I was blessed to have four assistant principals, four counselors, it was important to me. Um, that we spend time together as a lead team before school started, even in my first year. So I designed a six-hour day around um, our our vision and mission as as a leadership team. So I would encourage if you've got the time or you've got that team, that would be something I would do as far as professional learning, but that would definitely be an add-on. But I needed that time because I was new to those schools, brand new, both times that I got those jobs. Mm -hmm. And so I needed us to be on the same page.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think along with that, if, if they have a graduate profile, you need to be very familiar with that. Hopefully you did that before you applied for the job and that their uh the school's values are similar to your values. Mm-hmm. But if not, um, you need to be aware of what the graduate profile might say and and what the community has, has said are the important things um for their kids to have as they exit your school.
1: All right, so principal peeps we've given you a lot to do today you've got the job now what I'll tell you now what Um, definitely think about having those one on one meetings um, with your new school family. Think about who your tribe is going to be and start making connections now start to get on listservs um, Twitter develop your professional learning network you don't have time not to. Um, Is my motto there. And then definitely you've got to know your SBDM bylaws, policies, finance expectations That's Red Book in Kentucky. Um, Those are three top things that Keith and Allison feel are really important now that you've gotten that job and, and stay tuned. Definitely. We're going to have some office summer, summer hours and it might be, okay, what do I need to look for as far as data is concerned? And so that would be a little more on one-on-one, but access our principal calendar through the P3 website, access that principal calendar to keep you up to date on what's required, what has to be done each month. If you're into hiring, I'm going to do a short um, commercial for, we did an office hour not long ago that will be on our website as well with Robin McCoy, principal of Marshall County High School, and how she goes into hiring. So there's just a plethora of resources on our P3 website um, for all new principals to access.
0: Yeah, I think that to parting words, I would say you might feel alone sometimes, but you do not have to feel alone. There are principals all over this great state that are more than willing to take them time to help you out, in addition to the P3 team. And so if you get stuck on something and you don't want your assistant superintendent, who's the one that's doing your evaluation, to know that you don't know something, reach out to somebody else. Don't be afraid to do that. Uh, There are so many people who are more than willing to help Uh, in in any situation that you might find yourself in. And so uh, we definitely want you to feel that from the P3 team. You can email or call us at any time. Uh, We leave our cell phones in our our signatures for our email so that you can have those anytime you need them. And we're glad to help.
1: All right, we are signing off today, but I want to congratulate all of you new leaders out there who have maybe your first job, maybe your second principal job. Um, Congratulations. It's the best job in the world, and it is definitely a calling. So have a great day.
0: Party on. Thank you for listening to the Principal Podcast Party today. Please like, subscribe, and share this episode with someone who would benefit from it. A new episode of the Principal Podcast Party will drop on the first Monday of each month. Please be sure to check out the resources and the learning guide in the podcast notes. P3 is a division of the Kentucky Department of Education created to support principals across the state. Links to our emails and to the P3 website can also be found in the podcast notes. We hope you had a blast at the party. See you next time.